Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is Previously Live. Hello. Howdy. What's going on, my friend? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. How you been? I'm feeling pretty good now. I'll tell you that much. What a great night Tuesday was. Yeah, I've, um, I've had I've had worse nights in the past. That's for sure. I um I could be I could be more satisfied, but I think I'll have to I'll have to accept what what we got. You've got like some sick rig now that you built, right? Yes. Uh, we had to remove a couple of faulty RAM chips, but um, uh, after we got that fixed, it uh it works just fine. Dude, that's so frustrating. You turn it on and you don't know what the problem is, but I'm glad you figured it out. Uh, well, it was it was White Nervosa who did all the hard work. So yeah, we we did it. We single handedly saved democracy. Yes, we did. I was genuinely concerned a little bit. A lot of election deniers on the ballot, and they got their ass handed to them, which was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of right. Like we things were biased because midterms go against the incumbent president's party. But mm -hmm. we we this is very much a fifty point one versus forty nine point nine, right? 50, yeah, I mean, it's not a huge blowout or anything like that, but still, um, if, if we, the fact that we're even competitive in this environment is insane, you know, like everybody thought this is going to be a bloodbath and it should have been for us. It really should have been. No, I agree. I'm, I'm kind of caught on like two points here because on one mm -hmm. hand, you know, we did insanely well compared to what we expected, but on the other hand, I still fully believe this country's dead in two years. So I, I like it, I, I, I don't want the, the pessimism to sort of dole out the optimism and I don't want the optimism to null my Hello? was he did you go down? Yeah, that was pretty wacky. I assume that you had because it doesn't happen to me that often. Howdy. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, my power went down yesterday for the first time in years. So who knows They're what's going on us. out there? there They're mad, go. dude. All right, They're let me, mad. Let me fix chat one second. All right, no sorry worries. about that. Anyway, the point that I was making was that I am very happy with the outcome of this election. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know how much it changes the long-term trajectory of this country, but it, okay. is, it is still nice. It does make some people very mad online, which does make me happy. Well, have you been watching all the COPE streams from the conservatives? Yeah, we were going to go over some after I was done talking to you. Okay, yeah, you're going to have a blast. They they were on, you know, they were elated when the stream started. And then by the end of it, they're like, well, guys, uh, you know, we just got to wait for all the votes to come in and see what happens. Yeah, they were, they were really tired. You know, they were just, ah, it's a, stuff got really difficult for them. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's, um, it's, it's, it's funny because very rarely a lot of these conservative grifters are so like innately insincere. They're so inauthentic that you very rarely get to see them with their pants down you know what i mean like they, yes to get an actual sincere bit of disappointment from them it's very funny yeah i think reality hit them for the first time in a long time because they were on their high horse for like the last year thinking we are just gonna pound on these libs and own them and can't wait till we sail back to power and this was a gut check for them holy cow yeah for sure have you seen the um aoc write-up on how centrists in new york um like cucked them over how how it's um it really 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 screwed dems in the state over 
I have not seen this. I imagine it has something to do with gerrymandering or something like that. I think, hold on, it's on It's on my list for the day. I heard that, yeah, because New York City, that like next to Florida, New York City was the biggest disappointment of the night where weirdly, you know, like every county skewed rightward. And apparently there's some stuff the Democrats have been doing that have just, um, I have to look into that later. I was hoping that you would read it because I haven't yet. Well, you're much more fastidious than I am when it comes to this stuff. Well, I, I'm aware of the New York situation in general, and I do agree. You're right that we got clapped in New York. And if we lose the House, which there is a slim road to keeping it, but if we lose it, it's going to happen because we lost districts in places like New York and California, which seems crazy. But the, the problem was people in New York and California didn't have anything to be excited about. They didn't have a close race like Pennsylvania or Georgia. So it, it they were kind of slept and they didn't really come out as much. But seems like uh, the crime issue did get people a little scared in New York to come out and defend and Kathy Hochul. Um, but what happened was, just to say real quickly, is we gerrymandered the hell out of New York. We went hard in the paint to the point where we were equalizing the, the number of seats that we were losing due to the census. And uh, the courts struck it down, sadly. I don't know um, exactly what transpired, but the courts sh struck down our gerrymandered maps and we ended up having more even maps, which is good in the long run, but in the short term, it made them more competitive and the Republicans took advantage. Yeah, I think we need to gerrymander way harder way hard we can have we can have a lot more fun than we are right now didn't was it in michigan where it was something like 52 percent of people voted blue but like 30 percent of represented um candidates were blue they just the most states are gerrymandered in favor of republicans oh that was wisconsin that was a wisconsin let me see my internet's still being a little bit wacky um wisconsin gerrymander results where did i find that from my chat is saying wisconsin is it wisconsin Okay, probably Wisconsin then. Yeah, I'll find this later. I probably shouldn't try to look stuff up on the fly because I am really bad at doing that while keeping conversation. Still, it is definitely a problem. You know, it feels like there are a couple of insurmountable walls we have to get over, one of which is the elimination of the Electoral College in order for this country to have a fair democracy again. True. Yeah, I mean, look, ultimately... We want to get rid of gerrymandering. Democrats have supported um, nationwide independent commissions. So each state has to appoint like five Democrats, five Republicans and two independents to come up with even maps to make them more competitive. It's good in the long run because then you have to appeal to a, a wider group of people, a more general group of people to win office. And instead of, you know, being more and more to the right or to the left. But, I, you know, in the short term, it's tough because we're the only side that's fighting for that. The other side doesn't want to. They want to gerrymander all day. Yeah. Yeah, the and they did Florida. The problem is, even if you have an independent commission and you have Democrats on that commission, those Democrats are cucks. That's the real problem. Like, Republicans are going to go on there full-on ready to, like, steal every vote they can in the slimiest possible way. And Democrats, because they're so, like, you know, driven towards, uh, you know, reconciliation and, you know, we go high when they go low. Like, I, I don't know if I trust Democrats to be as slimy as they need to be to undo all the, you know, the terrible stuff that's been done by, by Republicans when it comes to like state level politics. It's, it's a fair criticism. We are a lot nicer and, and they tend to get nastier, but I, I think we can do it. I think we can, we can work together with, with some more moderate Republicans. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I, I think they're going to have to get rid of that cancer that is MAGA and their party now. This was a huge gut check for Trump and that whole MAGA, MAGA wing of things. I mean, they got their ass whooped last, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, but that's probably for our detriment in the long run, right? 
because Donald Trump was the populist who excited the party and got them, you know, energized. But Ron DeSantis will be the guy they want to bring the hammer down on democracy. Um, the, 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 big, the big crunch for them, right, is moving the electorate over to supporting DeSantis when before, like, they were so Trump-heavy. And I don't know right. if they're going to be able to do that successfully, or at least without, like, a lot of losses on the way. But, um, like, if, if DeSantis ever becomes president, I'm pretty, I think that's the death knell for the country. I don't know if we really? get to 2026 after that. Damn. Well, I think he's scary. Don't get me wrong. And, and he's got some wild policies uh, down there in Florida. Um, but uh, I, I have high hopes that becoming president kind of moderates somebody, you know? I even thought Trump would kind of move to the center a little bit. I don't know but... why you would think that. That's what Hindenburg thought about Adolf Hitler when he appointed him as a uh, chancellor. That's not a historically good strategy for keeping the far right in line. They want power, right? Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I just think that, I think most people in America are moderate and they don't want extreme things. And uh, Trump, as a master criminal, went in there and took advantage of their trust and pushed things as far as he could uh, with no scruples. But uh, they've got the challenge on their hands to get rid of them. If they can, I think that they can moderate a bit. I know it's not what people want to hear, but I do think that we can meet in the middle and solve our nation's problems. But they don't, they don't want to moderate. All the Republican talking points have gotten more radical, and Republican voters have as well. They don't feel like they've been cheated by Donald Trump. They've only gotten, they, they've moved over to pass the positions Donald Trump had when he was made president in 2016. Like in 2016, Donald Trump, when, when he was like uh, running as a candidate, he held up the LGBT flag. He talked about how he didn't even oppose gay marriage. Nowadays, like no Republican uh, could run for federal office and say that because the whole party is convinced the country is being controlled by a bunch of groomer trans people. Um, I don't I don't think they're going to moderate like the fascist party. You know, it kind of it moves to the point where, you know, it's it's either it's either assimilation or destruction. You know, you have to um, you have to, to cut off those problems at the root. Well, but I mean, that messaging did not win them votes last night or on Tuesday in the midterms. And they got destroyed when it should have been a layup for them where they may not even have the House. And it's looking like they're probably not going to have the Senate. So I, I wonder, though, if they have to they've got to change their messaging moving forward because they have now lost three elections in a row, 2018, 2020, and now 2022. Something's got to change. They, they have to bring it back to the center. You don't well, think? Well, they will, though, right? Um, Moore v. Harper. The, um, the Supreme Court will have the opportunity to give Republican legislators the ability to unilaterally decide the rules for how candidates are elected in the states in which Republicans have legislative control. That would probably be enough if just a few of those states fully consolidated their abilities to um, prevent Democrats from winning in any federal elections, you know? At the very least, Republicans would be able to hold the presidency because they would be able to cement new rules for the... Um, state electors for the electoral college well we have to see i'm not familiar with with uh, the pros and the con the arguments and who's going to win that one it, it doesn't oh. seem as clear as like dobbs versus the mississippi case you've got to look at that it's critical mm -hmm. the um sure they're hearing on it just next month um the republicans are pretty openly anti-democracy at this point but it seems like if that goes through we did pick up some state legislators this time uh four yes. i think which is pretty dope um i don't that wouldn't be enough to change things if they affirmed the um independent state legislator theory but yeah it could get pretty bad potentially yeah like michigan was a real bright spot that yeah. was uh 
people were stoked. I mean, Gretchen Whitmer was under threat of re-election as well. There was a lot of people out there who thought maybe she wouldn't survive, but she had a great night as well as the legislature. So I don't know. You know me. I'm always going to focus on the positive stuff. No, I'm always I, gonna... I get that. I get that. Yeah. They, they could also just literally kill us if they wanted, right? I mean, they the with with uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, right? Some lunatic tried to axe her, got him, and they immediately turned it into a joke, which is like what you would do if you kind of want people to keep doing that, right? Like you, you wouldn't, you, you don't want to get your, your constituency in a position where they're like actively sad about the idea of Pelosi getting iced, you know? Well, you don't think that was a gay lover's quarrel in the middle of the night? No, I, I'm afraid not. I've, I've yet to mm. be convinced of that one. All right. Well, there, who knows? We don't know all the details yet. No, but no, that was violent. That was wild. What happened to the guy getting popped in the head twice, waking up in a pool of blood three minutes later. Yeah, it's, it was an assassination attempt, albeit it a was. one on the third in line to the presidency. I mean, but, but immediately Republicans were like, oh yeah, we're just going to treat this like a joke. Like we're just going to flagrantly lie about this because they want people to assassinate left-leaning candidates, right? Like that, that's to their political benefit, you know? Yeah, it's it's definitely dangerous. Um, I, I, you know, obviously, obviously it could happen to them too. I mean, if somebody broke into Donald Trump's house and hit Melania in the head with a hammer, I'd be pretty shocked and horrified. And I would hope people on our side would would be as well and not make jokes. So, but who knows? Oh, liberals would liberals would just be would would just be besides themselves. Uh, you know, <laughs> you I'm, think? I'm sure because liberals don't have like the assassination of their opponents as part of the the game plan, right? True. That's true. Okay, so what about best case scenario here for our country? It sounds very doom and gloom over here. There's got to be some some positive outlook here. There's got to be something that keeps you going. What, what's got you fired up then? Well, what about I, this Maxwell Frost guy in yeah. Florida? What about him? So I own a lot of guns. And, no, um, yeah, I, I like Maxwell. Um, I'm pretty sure that my, um, my canvassing people did some calls for him. If not, I remember talking about him on the streams before. I mean, he's the youngest guy. Uh, in Congress, he's he's hip and fresh. That's great. Yep. He's like the one one Democrat in Florida right now. So Godspeed to him. Um, yep. No, I, I'm happy about stuff like that. The squad got a you know a, a good boost in its numbers. I think the two things that I'm optimistic about are Trump might self destruct the Republican Party, which could be pretty okay. funny. And um, I guess there's an, a slight chance Biden could like hold mass trials for sedition at some point. Things that have to get pretty wacky for that to happen though. Dang. Okay. Um, well, I think Trump's definitely getting indicted pretty soon. Uh, it seems like the walls are closing in on his criminal cases. They flipped one of his close advisors, Cash Patel, who said he un declassified everything. So I think it's just a matter of time. That might actually help solve some problems in our country, don't you think? Um, fuck, at this point, no, I don't think I want him to get indicted. I think I want him to stay free because he needs to be free to challenge DeSantis. Um, I don't know. Oof. There's not really much of a historical precedent for the wealthy and powerful really going to jail. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what do you, you got people like Epstein, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, right, right now, I don't know. Because cause one, one of my big hopes is like if, if Trump stays free, I'm kind of hoping like he, he declares a holy war on DeSantis, you know, and, and kind of nukes the GOP from within. Because DeSantis is the people, the party leaders of the Republicans really want to win because he's a more controllable, less egotistical, you know, fascist. Um, and Donald Trump's just a narcissist. And, but, but a lot of people in the party are Trump loyalists. So I don't know, it, it might be able to tear things apart. If Trump dies or gets 
uh, put in jail before then. It would make it, um, and eh, Trump would probably still talk shit about DeSantis, even if he was in jail. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, th I think Trump might be the first person to run from, for uh, president from, uh, what do you call it, ADX Florence, the maximum security prison, but God who knows? bless America. Though, if a, bill if, if a billionaire or even former billionaire is ever seen in such a place, you know, I'll eat my hat. One of my hats. I'll eat a beanie. Um, and we'll see how this goes. I really... It, is, is it confirmed that he's going to be speaking at one of the Jan 6 committee hearings, by the way? Uh, he hasn't committed to coming to, but he, coming to a hearing, but there aren't going to be any more hearings. I mean, they, they have like seven weeks until the new Congress is sworn in, and if the Republicans take over, they're going to eat the January 6th select committee right away. But it would be wonderful. He has an invite. He has a subpoena to come in anytime he wants and get under oath and tell his side of the story. Isn't it? Why, why can't they just make him do that, though? Like, now? Couldn't they just make him do that now? Well, I mean... Uh, so all they can do is hold him in contempt of a subpoena if he doesn't show up. And they're trying to work with him, you know, it, they, because they have to think about the future. Like, what will they try to do to us? Will they subpoena our guys and try to, you know, the precedent well, they, is they important. Will. Yeah, they'll kill you. Well, who knows, right? So, but it's just, I think they, they're being careful, but they have issued a subpoena. They haven't voted on it by the whole house, but uh, the committee has recommended it and they've requested documents as well. So they're trying to work with him and they've given him an invite. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. You think he would show up? Um, on his own? No. I mean, there's no way, right? He can't, his lawyers would never let him because the, the mother, there's no way he wouldn't perjure himself like every other sentence. He's not capable. True. He would immediately. Yeah. I, I don't think he would show. I, I mean, they should have voted on this a long time ago. Um, you know, maybe they hold him in contempt or whatever. But this is this is hardly like if if they voted on on subpoena him now, it's it's it wouldn't be like that'd be like a fraudulent subpoena or whatever. This is a pretty legitimate framework by which you could subpoena him. You know, I don't know why they wouldn't have done it by now. They're so weak. Always. They're so weak. I don't know why well, they don't do anything. Well, I think these things just take time and they have to give him a chance to respond and see if he will. And then if he doesn't, then they'll send it to the DOJ and it'll be up to them to decide if they want to charge him like they did with Bannon recently and, and maybe send him to prison and find him there. I don't know. It's like Congress doesn't have a lot of teeth with that. They're more about oversight. And yeah, they have contempt of Congress where they can charge you, but they can't put you in prison for years and years for ignoring them, unfortunately. And Most people cooperate. Pass that on to the DOJ immediately. Well, that's the nice thing with the Republican Party, right? Like that's the thing that gets their voters energized. They can do anything they want because they just don't care about procedure. That's the thing with Democrats. It's always like, you know, 87 hoops you got to jump through because they're following every instruction left by the ghost of a thousand white men. But Republicans will just do anything that comes at the top of their head. You know, DeSantis has done a ton of shit that he shouldn't have been able to as governor of Florida, which he'll continue to do if he becomes president. You know, like he won't. It'll be like one of the, oh, well, you can't do that, sir. How dare you? And then he just does it and throws his opponents in jail. So um, it would be good to keep that from happening. Yeah, maybe it's for the best that Trump stays free. I don't know. We'll see how the uh, GOP turns out. Well, as far as 2024 goes, yeah, it would be the best person to have opposite Biden on the ballot. What about Biden? Do you want to see Biden run again or do you want to see someone else step up to the plate? If, Bi if Biden dies, do you think that would energize the Democrats to find someone younger? I don't know. I don't want Kamala Harris either. Fuck. Um, well, I don't think he's going to die anytime soon. He's like riding a bike on the beach and stuff, and he's giving pretty long speeches. He's, he seems pretty healthy. Um, 
yeah, maybe in some respects. I hope he doesn't run. I mean, he has to. He's going to run again. The um, the Democrats are so. The problem with the Democrats is that like the 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 answers. Let's like screaming at them. You know, the Democrats should be led by a populist right now. The Republicans are. Um, Trump is one. DeSantis isn't as much as one, but he pretends. You know, whatever. Um, but the Democrats, because it's a bunch of like eighty-seven-year-old, you know, like. Uh, party bureaucrats that are making these decisions, it's all like, oh, yeah, we're, they're grooming Pete Buttigieg, you know? Um, people like Kamala Harris. It really it really should have been um, like a more energetic candidate. AOC's too young, I mean, and, and Bernie's now at this point too old, but I don't think like, there, there hasn't really been a, a consolidated effort to identify viable candidates internally, you know what I mean? I mean, who would you pick? Me, you're going to hate this answer, but I would pick Gavin Newsom, governor of California. I think he's got the energy, he's got the fight, and the, he's got pretty progressive policies that he could enact on a federal level if he went for it. No, I no, I don't I don't No. No, I don't necessarily disagree. I I think that Gavin Ooh. would be better than a lot of other people. Um I'd prefer him over Pete and Kamala, that's for sure. Yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. Um yeah. Well, but what yeah, I mean, God. is there any progressive? First of all, AOC, no way. I don't think she could even win statewide in New York, let alone federal. But um, progressives are kind of hurting, though. John Fetterman is very progressive. He'll be the like third most progressive senator behind Bernie and Warren. And maybe there's a future there. He's going to recover. I understand he did not do well on the stage. That was hard to watch. But he's a stroke victim and he's recovering. So supposedly in a couple months, he'll be much, much better. What do you think about President Fetterman? Oh, I, I mean, that... Down the line, maybe I want a hoodie and shorts president. That right there. If if ever there was a a proletarian state, it would be one ruled by a guy in a hoodie and shorts. And plus, uh, during the presidential debates, he could simply walk over and break his opponent in half. You know, like Bane over his knee, which would be you know like a, a powerful move. I think that's good politics. There are people in my chat who are saying Katie Porter, who, mm. hey, um, it's not the worst candidate, I guess. I don't know. I she's trying to survive her house reelection race yeah, right now. Um, what about what about Beto O'Rourke? How how many how many losses do you think the ga the man can go through consecutively before he ends Poor it all? <laughs> I think he ran he ran a pretty good race in Texas, but it, it's tough, man. He had a great debate versus Greg Abbott. Did you did you watch a bunch of the debates or how did you handle all that? This no, I, I I saw I saw some of it off stream. I never cared that much about Beto because I can't get much enthusiasm up for like an anti gun guy, um, mm. much less in Texas. But no, I don't I don't think he's that bad of a politician. I think he just keeps crippling himself by like, <laughs> by, I mean, anti gun politician in Texas, right? You're basically axing out any independent support there. So it's you know he, he made things hard for himself. I don't know about the the anti gun stuff though, because Biden keeps saying that I want to make uh, I want to get the uh, the the ban on assault rifles again, right? He keeps saying that over and over and over again, and he was not punished for that in these midterms. Well, he well well he's running nationally, not not for um not for Texas, but yeah, I mean I the anti gun stuff on the part of the Democrats has always been something that I've been pretty opposed to, um so but I guess a lot of Americans like it. I don't know in Texas is especially bad. The only thing worse would be in one of those, like, I don't know, doing that in, like, um, North Dakota or some shit. You know what I mean? Some place where, like, a third of the people there have shotguns. I don't know.
Yeah, fair enough. I um, I just, you know, the gun reform bill that they passed on a federal level was pretty good. It, you know, it uh, shored up red flag laws so they can be enforced and uh, increased scrutiny for people under 21 to buy weapons. I mean, do you have a problem with that as far as um, no, I'm fine accessing juvenile records for people to buy, uh, like, rifles and such? No, I'm okay with those laws. I think the... Um... Because that's what we mean when we mean, like, gun control, that kind of stuff. Purchase wait time on fire. No, because these cucks over here on the West Coast keep telling me that I can't own a 100-round magazine, which God would have wanted me to own, and also the Founding Fathers. Um, There's no shot you support owning a 100-round yeah, magazine. Yeah, no the first rifle I got, which you can see the barrel of right back there, the guy said, like, hey, do you want a drum mag? Um, we have one drum mag in the shop. I'll give it to you for an extra 60. And I didn't want a drum mag because it looked like truck nuts for my gun. I should have gotten that before they passed the fucking law to make it um make it illegal. Okay, um, I have I have to fight with you a little bit about the gun stuff here because I know you were saying like people need to start arming up, right? Because of the the like the trans genocide stuff, right? Well, for a variety of reasons, you know. It's yeah, pretty bad. I'm enough. concerned about introducing a gun into people's homes because the suicide rate goes up, the accidental shooting rate goes up. Like, how do you respond to that? Oh yeah, owning owning firearms statistically speaking increases the likelihood um of you being hurt by them in a neutral setting you know yes uh, in in a peaceful liberal democracy where nothing is going wrong and there isn't political instability it does nothing but add an average increase in likelihood to self or projected harm um okay. my worry isn't with stuff like that it's with you know more substantial political developments that i'd be concerned with Okay, so it's it's uh, a matter of just protecting yourself from the authorities because I feel like even the local police is so militarized at this point that they all have APCs and they'll just crash it into the side of your house and and burn it down like Waco. Now, well, my worry is more like back during the BLM riots in places like Portland, there were some far right militias who um who wandered on into the city. See, I live in Washington. Washington and Oregon are like two or three blue cities surrounded by neo-Nazis and far-right militia. You know, mm. the, the hills, the eastern parts of these states are full of, like, not just red, but, like, deep red. And a lot of these people are, like, uh, secessionists. Um, they're the, um, they're the uh, like, Cascadia types, where they want, like, an all-white, like, Pacific Northwest. And a lot of these people have um, armories. And there are forums that you can look at where you can see them talk with each other. And they kind of fantasize about rolling on in to the cities armed and like putting us down and the reason for that is because they feel like they're occupied like all the political stuff in washington you know is, is kind of dictated by seattle and tacoma and shit and they right. feel like yeah we're the real washington and it's just this one or two like liberal hot spots that are the issue you know and they talk and they are incredibly well armed if ever there was any like real political instability, like uh, an attempt, like a real coup or anything like that, I worry about folks like that going into blue cities and just trying to like occupy areas. That happens pretty often when you take a look at violent coups in other countries. You know, if you take a look at like um, like what happened in Myanmar or like the the way the the temporary like white supremacist occupation of Bolivia went down, there's usually like the hope that you know we have the military and police, but also like the radicalized citizens will be the, the, the bulwark. Like they'll be the, the first wave and they'll go into the cities and towns and they'll basically like, let's be real. They'll gun down like black people and they'll find local leaders and execute them. 
It's happened before elsewhere. And if it happened here, you know, I think that the, um, I, th I think it would be, you know, certainly a lot better if people here were capable of defending themselves. Yeah, no, I feel you. I just feel like we're a long way away from that. It, it, you know, if on the internet, the rhetoric's real hot and yeah, there is stuff happening out there, but, um, it just seems like cooler heads prevail in the end. And, and, uh, I'd like to see people just get more involved instead of, uh, thinking that the end is near. That's, that's just my thoughts well, on gotta it. Do, gotta do both. But keep in mind, we just got a 50.1 to 49.9 and the other party has fully backed the idea that Donald Trump won the last election and that Biden is an illegitimate president. Like the 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 uh, like we we're celebrating because we barely held a line against another party that is fully consolidated behind like an insurrectionist narrative. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be complacent is all. Um you know, maybe nothing would happen and if nothing happens, god, I hope that's the case. That'd be a lot easier, huh? Well, but then, you know, I go back to my point that like they have they have suffered defeats because of taking on these talking points and this position. And I don't think they're going to keep doing that. I think they're going to realize that we've got to abandon this line of thinking because we're not winning elections here. We, we've lost three major elections in a row. And so you don't think they're going to pivot at all? No, I don't. No. Mm. The past couple of years, all they've done is gotten more radical. They lost in 2020 and all they did was get more radical. I mean, they did a coup attempt and then they've all defended that coup attempt. And since then, they've only continued to repeat or exacerbate all those tendencies. I don't think they're going to back off. I just think they're going to use whatever means they have to um, disenfranchise people who disagree with them. Like with the Morby Harper thing, you know, and eventually the democracy, I mean, the democratic element won't even matter, I think. It'll just be the them winning will just be a formality. And after that, you know, it's kind of a pretty bad situation okay. to be in. So then let me ask you this, and and you may not have the answer but i'm just kind of curious like so how do we fix it then like what do you look forward to like what do you think is a path to go down to put us on the right footing like what how do we fix it i guess is the ultimate question in your eyes well the big one is that the republican party would have to make a mistake that the democrats capitalized on um like a big one would be like mass arrests for sedition i think you could easily justify that right now a lot of people in office right now openly supported a coup attempt, an attempt at murdering public officials to prevent them from enacting the legal processes of the United States. This is definitionally sedition. Um, you know, but the Democrats are n weak. The Republicans have to give them like a really big in. And that's why they want DeSantis over Trump. Trump's an idiot and would give them an in, I think, um, as he very nearly did with Jan 6. Uh, DeSantis would be a bit more careful and I think that Dems would have like no chance against that because they're not like aggressive enough. Um, mm. So my, my hope is that essentially the Republicans make a big mistake. That's my, that's my big hope um, and that, that can be capitalized on. If the Morby Harper thing doesn't go through, they don't reaffirm the independent state legislator theory, that would also be really good. It might give us even more time. It might give us all the way to 2028. In the long run, though, I don't think the Republican Party will ever get more moderate on its own. It'll have to take like an ousting of those in power or some kind of like uh, crackdown of insurrectionary activity, I think, to really facilitate that. And even then, I don't know. I mean, Reconstruction to Electric Boogaloo, I guess. But it's 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 a oh, it's wow. a wacky time to be alive, you know? Wow. 
Well, listen, I, I just think that um, because they got clapped that they're going to have to pivot a bit here. It seems like we disagree on that, but I, I think they've got to drop this nastiness towards uh, trans youth and start focusing on fixing our nation's problems and abandon some of this culture. War. It seems like we disagree that they're going to do that, which, well, which I respect. They, they've said they won't. Um, Ron DeSantis and a lot of prominent Republican um, pundits have already said, like, the culture war is good, which it is. It is good for them. Um, they, but they lost. They lost these midterms. That's fine. Hitler only had like 30% support when he took over. Um, they just need the right uh, legal um, uh, wedges, you know? The Supreme Court one, that's, that's a big one. You, know, you, you really should look at that because that's such a um, dangerous um, like in for them, you know? Uh, but, but depending on how that goes, you know, I can't, I can't predict the future, of course. I wish they would moderate, you know. I mean, I don't want to live through history. I don't think anyone really does. But um, it's there. There are just there are so many historical examples of like once you reach this point, it, like things are going to happen whether you want them to or not. You know, like like we might the idea that we're not at the end of history. You know, like countries fall, countries burn. Um, even the United States can. So it, it's good to be prepared for that. I'm not saying that in the meantime, we shouldn't participate electorally. I mean, we did with the um, PV22 people that I worked with. Uh, they filled over 7,000 volunteer slots. Um, you know, I had, there were conference calls done between my community and Summer Lee. Uh, the, um, the electoral stuff is still vital, but it's good to be prepared in case things well, get really bad. I just, I guess I have to ask, like, what keeps you going? Like, what keeps you interested? What, what keeps you, like... There's got to be something that you're like, dude, this is going to work out. Is there nothing there? Like, there's got to be something. Well, if you could have asked somebody this in the early 30s Germany and they told you they had no answer, would you find that, would you think that a loss on their part? Sometimes just living is a solution after all. If things get really bad here, and I do think they will, uh, you know, you, you hope for better times. And um, sometimes you just have to wait for things to burn themselves out. I'm certainly not capable of single-handedly beating back American fascism. Um, and if things ever do get really, really bad here, you and me will be first up on the chopping block. They go after media people. But, oh, they go after media people first. Yeah. Look at um, the Nazis, uh, the Spanish, the Italians. The first people fascist regimes go after before the homosexuals or the Jews or the trans people or anyone, it's opposition media. Why wouldn't they, right? That makes sense to go after them first. And we do count. In the new world, we do fit that purview. Makes me wonder that even if we did flee America, if America maintained um, extradition treaties with other countries, would that mean that almost anywhere in the world we went to, they would just charge us from afar and we would be forced back to be brought and executed? That would be unfortunate. Well, if they if they could get us, sure, they could charge us. Well, I don't disagree with that. They would go after the uh, the voices, but I think they go after obviously marginalized communities would be trampled first before anybody. Well, we'd be close together. Either way, either way. Again, there's still plenty to look forward to here. Uh, you know, even if we may, must one day, you know, have to escape to Cuba, I don't believe that sure. um, <laughs> the Republican Party is competent enough to maintain like a long-term stranglehold on the United okay, States. Okay, okay. What about this? What about this civil war has just started within the Republican Party now? Trump is firing shots on DeSantis. What if DeSantis swings back? He seems to have like the Murdoch empire behind it. What if they destroy each other? They drag down the entire Republican Party with them. 2024, we get a huge mandate from the American people. And we have like another, let's say we get up to like 60 votes in the Senate and we 
take the house back and uh, Joe Biden sails to victory and all sorts of progressive policies are now being implemented like child, uh, permanent child tax credit and paid family leave and, um, you know, universal pre-K two years of it. it. Would this not give you hope? Well, sure. If a, if a bunch of great things happened, then I'd love that. Yeah. But, okay. you know, I, I think that there's, you know, there's a very strong fascist sentiment in the country that even if the Republican Party had like a sort of tore itself apart with infighting, I don't think it would get rid of that sentiment. Something like um, something like 40 percent of the country still does believe that Biden didn't actually win the 2020 election. You know, if you take a look at you, there's a bunch of metrics that you can look at, but a good portion of this country is at the very least fascist oriented when it comes to their well, tendencies. They'll consolidate wait. themselves behind whichever candidate is um, available to channel their energies, you know? Well, but I see a lot of these people as victims. I don't know if you're going to like to hear this, but I see a lot of these people as brainwormed victims, and they're willing to listen to whatever's told to them. But I don't see them as like perpetuators of the fascism. They're just marching in line because they're following orders. They're being told what to think, what to do. You well, don't, sure, but you... they're both, right? They're victims well, of an exploitative system and propaganda, but that doesn't mean they won't then vote for people who would have me killed. They're... But we can brainwash them the other way. Sure, no? but liberals are terrible at media control um if you uh, take a look at basically any form of the dissemination of information right like it's either neutral or right-wing controlled in most cases cnn has said they're going to try to be more center-leaning and have started bringing on like far-right people to talk um fox news is huge compared to msnbc the top pundits are like a list of republicans like tucker carlson and down youtube has been found to have a conservative bias for its recommendations seriously make a new account on youtube watch one like p like family guy top moments video and it's just going to be recommendations of like jordan peterson and like uh you know lib triggered family guy top moments and it's like all the racist jokes they've ever made you know twitter is currently owned by elon musk uh tiktok is owned by the chinese and the chinese government is fascist and they've banned or blocked or um, shadow banned uh, queer content creators in the past, leaning towards a sort of popular centric, but still right tinted app. Um, unfortunately, right, like fascism aligns with capital and capital is where social media lies. And I just think there are powerful systemic biases towards fascism in this country right now. It, it doesn't have to be that way. I, doesn't, I, I hope that it changes, you know? Well, as long as there's that little little nugget of hope is all I can ask for. I, I can't tell you what's going to happen in the future. And I always hope for the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always going to keep fighting until the very end, until they come knock on my door and drag me away, you know? No, I agree. And I like, and I watch you quietly uh, from, from afar, from the, from the comfort <laughs> of your chat. Um, and, and, I, and I like your coverage. Uh, but I don't, this isn't like a doomer thing for me, you know? If, the, if America falls to fascism, which it might, that happens sometimes. But it doesn't mean that the work is over, right? There were people who left, I mean, worst case scenario, right? There were people who left Nazi Germany and then returned to it after the war and participated in the reconstruction of its democracy. Life continues onward, no matter what direction things take. And I want to participate in that process. So I'm not suggesting people check out. In fact, I fight with my chat on this because there are people in chat who are like, oh, so you're saying it's over? Well, nothing's ever actually over, right? I mean... I mean, eventually we'll die, but then other people will have their own stories. Um, there's always value in engaging with this stuff. So don't don't take what I'm saying as like doomerism or anything. 
I'm just uh, very concerned about anti-democratic tendencies in this country. Yeah, that's why I kept asking, how do we fix it? What's, what's the path to putting us on the right path? But I know we'll, we'll disagree on, you know, the capitalism part of it. I always tell people, and I think we t I t mentioned this to you last time we talked, that, like, let's get to Bernie's version of capitalism. Let's get to AOC's version of capitalism. And then I think it'll be easier to convince people to take the next step. Do you disagree on that? Well, I do think the fascists have relied on austerity and poor economic conditions to push their message. Oh, I mean, the Nazis did that. Yeah, I mean, of course, it was, you know, the humiliation of uh, World War I and the Great Depression that allowed for the conditions, you know, the sense of emasculation that Hitler played on with his speeches. So I, I, do, I do fully agree. I mean, of course, I'd love to push towards um, at least social democracy. Obviously, my long-term ambitions are a little bit more radical than that. But um, my main concern right now is the anti-fascist bent, right? Even if we're dealing with very basic liberal laissez-faire capitalism, that is preferable to fascism by an enormous amount. So I'm, I'm fully okay with like a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a, a shared line, like a, a shared front. I've said to my chat, there is no left v. liberal discourse right now. It's basically just those who are good at fighting fascism and those who aren't. Yeah, fair enough. Listen, one of the number one issues why people came out to vote on Tuesday was democracy. They were concerned that we were headed in the wrong direction. And so I think there's a lot of people who want to fight. You know, there's a lot of people who who are concerned about that and agree with you that we are headed down the wrong road and we need to push back. So does that give you any hope at all that democracy was one of the number one issues why people came out along with abortion? Yeah, um, the uh, it's it's the most critical one. I know that Biden also, there are other, a couple other things. Um, Biden, a couple months ago, met with some historians about the historical uh, um, parallels between what we're dealing with right now and what other countries in the past have dealt with when it comes to the rise in far-right populism, and also the White House intervening to stop the four-star general appointment of that one general who was the main reason why it took a while for the National Guard to show up during January 6th. I forget what his name was. It's very unusual for the White House to intervene to deny a long-standing and decorated um, military leader their four-star general appointment. And it makes me wonder if the Biden administration knows that the Pentagon might soon involve themselves in preventing a coup, and they want to make sure the brass at the Pentagon are politically sympathetic. That would be nice, you know? At the end of the day, who actually gets to run the country is decided by the military in all countries. Um, so having a favorable, you know, political leadership, it's, if that's something that Biden has on the mind, that makes me a lot more optimistic than I might otherwise be. But you think that's true for America too, that the military controls? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, oh, if they- Because we do have civilian leadership of our military with the defense secretary. Oh, sure. If they, if they, I mean, if they wanted to, they could just reduce every living person in DC to a bloody homogenate and then just take control. What are we going to do? Um, you know, stuff like that does happen, usually in countries that are a bit less complicated than us politically, but it could happen here. It could always happen. Um, you know, I mean, the goal is like building systems to disincentivize that, right? Like make it so there's always a, um, a better way. Um, my, my, my guess would more be like, if there was a coup, it would be Republicans working with militia, uh, groups and some contingents of like state militias, you know, like, uh, like, 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 uh, DeSantis has tried to, um, move the Florida National Guard to his control, like an executive thing. 
Um, and if they did anything coup like there, it would be like, well, would the Pentagon step in or would they like let the Republicans just take it away? You know, and that, that would be my concern. You have to um, you have to you have to hope that they would be they'd be willing to step in and defend the Constitution. Man, listen, I know I'm lib-brained, okay, but I think we're so far away from anything like that happening. I look at SEAL Team 6 that was there on January 6th trying to run through movements and stuff, and, and it was just embarrassing. Like the, We're destroying the Oath Keepers right now with these trials. You, me you mentioned mass trials. Well, we've got the Oath Keepers. We're, we're destroying these little militia groups. That's true, and they may do poorly in the, um, in the legal arenas they're put into. But they don't need to survive trials. They would just need to off representatives, and they would have served their purpose for the Republican Party, right? Um, we're not there yet, of course. But with the recent attempted assassination of Pelosi being effectively endorsed by the Republican Party, them essentially backing... I mean, Charlie Kirk said that a patriot should pay the bail of the man who tried to kill Pelosi. Head of That's TP pretty USA. gross. It's not, it's not gross. They're pro-assassination. That's their politics. Um, really, that's like the default, you know, this high-minded liberal, oh, we shouldn't kill our opponents. That's like a very recent, this is a hoity-toity thing. Most of human history, that's been pretty much the default way of responding to opposition politically. The fascists are returning to tradition in the worst way here, but we have to remember that's on the table for them, you know? And keeping that in mind, I'm just saying we should keep it in mind. We should just know, like, they will do that. Um... And, and and if we don't accept that, then we'll be surprised by it. Now, I hope the Democrats are aware of this, at least. Well, I think they are aware of the the fear of something like that happening. I mean, I think that's why they're going so hard on January 6th. I know it's moving a little slowly for some people's taste, but I think in the end, um, they're going to hold people accountable for that and hopefully prevent something larger from happening. But obviously, you've laid out a few scenarios that nobody can stop from happening if they're going to happen. Um you know, I don't know. I don't have a great answer for that kind of stuff. You've given a lot of scenarios that, that a lot of could have, a lot of well, what sure. ifs. I, you know? I can't see the future. I think the yeah. Pentagon is favorable to us right now, though. Um, I think I think the Pentagon. I don't think the Pentagon would go along with um, with anything at the moment, which is yeah. why I'm happy with the, the, what with what Biden did. Um, it's it's really just a matter of like the the extent to which Democrats are willing to defend themselves against uh, these, these efforts to undermine democratic rule, which so far they've been weak against, right? Um, the, uh, well, the Supreme well, but Court. can I push back? Sure. Can I push back and just say, why not get involved? Why not get in there and take over the existing infrastructure and get more involved? Because, you know, it seems like the only chance. Why, why do you choose to be on the outside? No, I, I'm, fine with, I'm fine with that. Like I said, I've got thousands and thousands of people in my community to volunteer in canvas um i'm fully in favor of that I i'm not going to run for office well but you say you, you say like the democrats creating a distance between like you and them like they're a separate entity why not just become part of them well they're liberals i'd rather die no really? no 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 i'm i'm critical support for the anti-fascism here but i'm a socialist the Democrats are half responsible for the mess we're in right now. Liberal abstainiousness is the bedrock of fascist growth. I understand that right now the Republicans are the primary threat, but it is a them thing. Politically, I have been very much against the moves the Democrats have made to facilitate this. But I'm still happy to work with them and uh, canvas and so on. You know, I I'm not opposed to any of that. I encourage my audience to and to run.
Well, yeah, and I, again, I'm not trying to give you a hard time here. I just think like the infrastructure is there. Why not get in there and push them further to the left, similar to like Bernie or AOC or any of these characters? Well, I try to. Um, yeah, I, but I'm not. I'm not against any of that. I don't think there's anything mutually exclusive between saying we should move people left within the system that exists, but also be aware of the threat rising fascism poses. You know. Yeah, no, that's fair. I guess my main concern, and I'll leave you alone about it, but was the encouraging of people to buy guns. I kind of, that concerns me, and it's not to you personally, but just introducing a gun into anybody's home is a very, um, could be very dangerous, right? And uh, for a perhaps far off conflict, um, I don't know if, the, if, if it's worth it because it could endanger someone, and especially people in the trans community who have like a high suicide rate. And you know, and it's, it's just kind of seems a little scary to me. Well, I do encourage uh, proper gun safety and for people to be mindful of their mental health when they consider buying it. Um, of course, it, very much like encouraging somebody to buy a car if it's available to them. This is something which statistically increases the likelihood of them dying. Um, but I think it's important to understand the outsized benefits of these, um, you know, of these decisions. Right now, there are groups of people who already have guns, and they hate us, and they want us dead. Um, if ever there was a reason to buy a gun, you know, it would probably be to, at, at the very least, discourage any kind of armed mass action against uh, liberal areas or cities or the like. Um, you don't know. I mean, when, when, when the BLM riots were happening, you know, those... Uh, Patriot Prayer fucks or whatever, like those guys with their pickup trucks with the AR-15s rolling on into liberal cities. You can take a look at their internal chats. A lot of their telegram logs have been leaked. You know what those guys are talking about? We're talking tens or even hundreds of thousands of people in rural areas outside of major liberal cities. You know what they talk about with each other? They're not talking to each other about keeping the peace. You know, they fantasize about gunning down black people. They, they're, they dream of the day of the rope. They dream of driving into liberal inner city areas and emptying their magazines into large crowds of Democrat voters. This isn't like a like a hypothetical. The the is a product of the internet. You know, you can actively see them wanting to do these things. And in an environment like that, um, you know, I, I I think it's irresponsible to not say to my audience, you know depending on where you are in this country, there's a very real possibility that in your lifetime, given higher levels of political instability, the area you're in might like legit become a conflict zone. And if it is, you know, do you want the only people with guns to be people who are coming there to kill you? I certainly think not. They're dangerous tools. I don't deny that. But I don't lie to my audience about that either. I hope anyone who listens to me talk about it knows that just owning a gun does put your life on a bit of a lower timer. No, fair enough. And again, I'm not trying to give you grief about it. You're way more involved in in the the community than I am. I genuinely was curious your position on that, and that's why I wanted to say my thoughts on it. But I, I I walk through life in a privileged way, so I don't know. And so I agree with you. If I was in a hostile area, yeah, I would definitely want to have a weapon with me. So I hear you on that. Trust me, and I'm I'm open. I'm not trying to shut you down or anything. No, I get my my main problem is like the jerk offy gun culture. You know what I mean? Like, people yeah. are like, oh, if you have a gun, the burglar will come in, you'll shoot the burglar. And that's brain dead. You know, that doesn't really, that doesn't really happen. You know, uh, like, oh, oh, go yeah, go and open carry. So when you're getting your 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 Starbucks iced coffee at, at Target or something, like in case a ninja warrior squad person, like, 
a lot of gun culture is about getting these people like real paranoid about interpersonal interactions, you know? Is this guy gonna hurt me? Is this guy on a subway gonna shoot me? And I think that's all bullshit. We should be trusting and loving with each other and presume good. I more mean like, you know, if things get really bad and you hear on the news like, Oh yeah, downtown Seattle is just like a fucking shooting range right now. You know, something like that. Like it's more of like a, if a big event happens. Because I think that on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't want to see guns like ever, you know? My dream of gun ownership is like cracking open the community armory, you know, in the, in the Soviet style. It's not like everyone has a gun in their house. It's that everyone owns a gun at the armory, which if needed, they go and take guns from. Um, obviously, we don't really have that here. But I, I think it's a better... Um, attitude towards gun ownership, more like civil communal defense and less like I am terrified of a burglar kind of thing. You know what I mean? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, or, I don't hear people talking about it like that. It's more like machismo or, yeah, defending myself because the cops are going to fail me or something like that. that so that's bullshit. definitely a different view of yeah. it. Yeah, that's fair. I appreciate you. Um, entertaining me on that topic because i was curious to hear your thoughts on it but yeah i won't i won't bother you on it no i'll bother um, you well, on something i'm taking a look at your yeah. stream right now why the fuck does it say the superior pet is and then you have seven mm -hmm. times as many votes for dogs over cats what is up with that well this is a community effort but i can weigh in on it and i would say that dogs are superior and i'll give you my reasoning if you're open to hear it yeah hit me up Number one, it gets me outside. I walk around the block, I say hello to the neighbors. Otherwise, I'm sitting inside talking to myself and never interacting with another human. Number two, there's a possibility I could meet a hottie at the dog park if I bring the dog and let it run around. You know what I mean? Number three, um, I don't know. They, they love you no matter what. Cats, it's a gamble. You never know what you're going to get. You get a cat that wants to sit with you or you get a cat that jumps on you in the middle of the night and claws your head. You know what I mean? So this is my argument for dogs. I love being clawed up. Hold on. I'm going to see one of my cats in the bathroom. Hold on. Sorry, I got, I got no cat to show off. I just think cats are cute. Well, I'm, I'm debating to get a cat or a dog. So what do you think? I know you're an owner of two cats. Why do you not own a dog? What is it about dogs that you hate, Vosh? I hate leaving the house. Um, I would never leave the house, even if it, even if it killed me. Never. Um, if but I had don't a dog, you think it's, would just... it, it's great exercise to walk around the block for 10 minutes. I tell you, I've been doing it without a dog. I go walk around the block after stream. 10 minutes, I get some fresh air. I don't look at my phone. And dog gets you to do that. You yeah, don't think that, that's good? No, that's good if you're like a healthy, reasonable person. I'm actually very spiteful with my exercise. I go on walks pretty often. But if I, had a, if I felt like I had to go on a walk because a dog was bothering me, I'd, I'd hate the dog. I'd think like fucking... Bam. All right. Oh, I'm going to go outside. You know? Um, but the cool thing about cats is that they're fucking idiots and they're fat, stupid blobs, and I love them. Uh, but my cats are especially good. Not all cats are great. Yeah. Oh, I, cats yeah, are also autism-coded, and I have autism. I see. But do your cats tolerate you smothering them with love, or what? No, they do. I have exceptionally good cats. They're very well-natured. I, I feel like I'd dislike cats a lot more if either of my two cats were, like, even a little bit bad, but they're both amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you have that machine that Merrick has for the automatic cat litter circulation? Automatic cat? What is this bougie shit? No, I scoop it. I just scoop oh out my 40 God. pounds of clay every week. 
What the? You're missing out. You need to hit up Merrick and ask her Wait. about this like $700 machine she has that just spins the litter. That is so American. Look. <laughs> Look. He's oh. He's purring. Ooh. What's his name? That's Artemy. 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 He's purring so hard. Does he sleep like next to you? What's what's the situation with yeah, that? I wake up with him next to me. Yes. Okay, that's that's pretty familiar. cute. Ooh. How long can you leave him alone? Uh, cats? Yeah. Probably like most of the day. I mean, you feed them in the morning and the night, but like they're fine. You know, they won't eat each other. Well, what is the advantage of a cat? We've talked about how terrible dogs are, but what's the advantage of a cat? They're cute. Just cute. Wait, they want to feed me. Wait, my earbud fell out. I can't hear you. Here. Sleepy boy. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. I was going to say, what, what is the advantage of a cat? We've talked about how terrible dogs are, but what's so great about a cat? I like that they're also autistic. I can stare at them for like five minutes, and it's like, it's like that drawing of the two autism creatures, and they're doing autism-to-autism mm. autism communication. That's how I feel when I look at them. Do you feel bad that you're imprisoning them in your home, though? Or do you let them free or anything? Nah, you shouldn't have outdoor cats. It decimates the local wildlife population. It's harder for them, too. Nah, the cats are permanently happy. They'll start purring if you just look at them. Uh, they're definitely, uh, they're, uh, they're definitely well-situated. You gotta play with them, though. You know, you gotta tussle them around. But I love tussling them. I just trimmed their claws so I don't have that many scratches on my hand. But, you know, normally, Artemy's got this one all cut up. Which is good. Because you shouldn't... Shouldn't be a baby when you're playing with cats, you know? People are like, oh, don't scratch me. Well, why wouldn't they scratch you? You're 20 times their size. Let them scratch you. So what? How did you stop at two cats also? Why not get more? <laughs> That's a question that my roommate keeps asking me. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the answer might update. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, wow. It really depends on the um, fervor of uh, my friend Vermin. Don't you have a reptile in that tank behind you, too? Yeah, there's a bearded dragon right there. There's a what gargoyle gecko there. Two crested geckos there. There used to be more, but, you know, animals die. And what's the, what, what is your love for lizards? What's the story there? Those are all vermins. Um, the, 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 the bearded dragon is basically a pet rock, and the two crested geckos are extremely squishy and uh, very dumb. And I love them. You should Google, they... Google crested uh, gecko. They're very cute. Okay. Do, um, can they show affection in any way? Um, no, I think they have one brain cell. I think, I think the only affection you can get from a crested gecko is how panicked they are. But I think that's just their personality. I don't think they even recognize the people who hold them. They're really wow. dumb. If they're dumb, they're very dumb. They're, I think they're just, they're below that. But crested geckos are very cute. That's hilarious. Well, listen, thanks for sharing all your thoughts on your pets. I'm not going to take up any more of your time, but um, it's fun chatting midterms with you and politics. And I know we don't see eye to eye on a lot of this stuff, but I do see a lot of optimism in, in the things you're saying. And, and I'm very optimistic about the future. Like I said, we've got John Fetterman going to the U.S. Senate with some very progressive ideas. we got this 25-year-old in Florida, Maxwell Frost. So I think there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Yeah, I'm going to. As I, I'll, be, I'll be happy as long as Fetterman continues to wear shorts and hoodies into the Senate building. 
if he cucks out and wears a suit, I'm going to be very disappointed. You know, I, I know who I got my, uh, my, my chat to vote for. So, um, we'll see how it goes. It's been a delight to speak with you. I am optimistic about many things in the future. It's just, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of work to do, you know? I feel you. Well, I'll check in with you in a bit and we'll go from there. Yeah. And keep it up. United front. Have a wonderful right. evening. Thanks, Mosh. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. I like IRI. I like IRI as well. As as you can see, the, my 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 primary concern with conversations like that is, you know, I'm I'm very insistent. I want everyone to be terrified of death, which is, which is awesome. no, you know, what I mean, I want I want I want everyone. I I, I want to get everyone to share my appreciation for the enthusiasm that fascists have for undermining democracies. You know. That's it. I just, I want, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just an end to history thing. You know, the, the, the belief, you know, are, are we, are we there? You know, 